Bradley asked uh, what we think the future will be like. Four pints of Smirnoff Ice. And then the tightest Spider-Man t-shirt. I wanted that one, though. Sports events that like mean something to us or that we've been to. I shot myself in Asda. No, 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 no. <laughs> it's all right, mate. It will dry. Yeah. It will dry. I think I'd go on a cruise with Gabby Lupin. Grow up. That's disgusting. <laughs> Crazy Oil. horses! <laughs> it's Vaseline! It's Vaseline! <laughs> Gotta do this bloody forfeit. Hello and welcome to episode 12 of the In Brother Words podcast. Um, my name's Tommy, this is Robbie. If you're new around here, please spare a second of your life to subscribe to the channel. Uh, we've got loads of um, videos for you to catch up on. Uh, and we probably should reflect a little bit on uh, the ones we've done, because mm -hmm. this is the first one since episode six that it's just been me and you. Yeah. It's been a bit of a whirlwind, hasn't it? Mm -hmm. So number seven was uh, Pod Jacks. Yeah, with Maisie and Frankie. Yeah. That which was is really a, cute. That was a cute one. That, that went down well. Then it was your birthday, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. Okay. Only one that we ever got steaming on. Yeah. <laughs> um, then it was Nathan Dore. Yeah, which was a big one for us. Um, nice to see now as well a bit. Um, the song that he sort of came on to talk about and promote on that podcast. Um, actually, now he's obviously out and he's doing really well in the charts mm. and stuff. Um, so it went straight in at number three in the charts in the UK. Yeah. Um, and he's still top five now. So uh, I'm not saying we made him, but Don't need to be you do the math. Yeah. <laughs> um, so then it was Battle of the Brothers. And yeah, again, really, classic. really happy with how that went mm. down because just to give you some insight, like uh, th this podcast that we're doing today or one where we just sat together probably takes what? six to eight hours to edit yeah. so i'll come around on my day off sit with rob and we'll go through things that took it, it was a good three four days wasn't yeah, it? yeah solid uh, in editing. terms of hours of editing at least like 15 I'd say. yeah and that might surprise some people because the video is only what 20, 20 minutes, minutes long yeah but the amount of like transitions and overlaying audio to a, a video because we did the sports and then commentated on it three days after yeah um, and then all the slide in, slide out. So thank you for all the the love on that video. With all our podcasts and all our videos, if you've got any ideas of things you want us to talk about or do or just anything really, um, follow us on Instagram, follow us on Twitter um, and just hit us up in the DMs. We're, uh, we're open to anything, aren't we? And we're, we're yeah. so grateful for all the support on everything that we've done so far. So uh, thank you for that. And um, congratulations to Matt Harbin, who won the Amazon voucher on that video. Yeah. Uh, spend it wisely. Get yourself a lovely face mask or something for that. <laughs> yeah. um, but unfortunately, I have got to do the forfeit, and that'll be coming later on today, which I can't wait for. Robbie's not told me yet what I'm <laughs> eating, um, because I'll probably just leave. So, um, yeah, stay tuned for that. Uh, so then after that was Mr. Fraser Clark yeah. last week. Again, went down so well. Um, and that was, um, we've had that one planned for a few weeks, wasn't it? Because um, just basing it around his training schedule yeah. and stuff. But what a nice chat. Yeah, I got so many comments like, oh my God, you love him. <laughs> yeah, you could tell Robbie was fanboying <laughs> yeah, big time. Yeah, big time. I mean, obviously I'm a big boxing fan. So um, just to talk to somebody who's in, in the sport and has been for years was like amazing for me. Mm. Um, but yeah, again, like thank you so much for him to coming on. So yeah, for this one, we just wanted to kind of do a me and you talking crap really don't we mm -hmm. because we haven't done one in a, a bit while of a throwback to um the first few episodes of yeah exactly i think that. people obviously our, our og subscribers who subscribed to us even before we had one video out yeah um subscribed you know because they like us and want to hear us chat yeah. about stuff I think, so. I think going into the first video i think we had 22 subscribers nice. before the video was ever even out so we yeah. had so that you're the original 22. You know who you are if you were there. Yeah. Yeah. I'd really like to hit 500 subs by the end of the year. Okay. What a lovely Christmas present that would be. So we're on 315 now. That's still way more than we oh, ever yeah. imagined at this point. Mm -hmm. But 500 would be fantastic. We've got two definite guests booked in, in over next the next few weeks. Few yeah. weeks. Um, you may know one or two of them, both of them, but uh, even those that don't know them. They're going to be really interesting. Episodes. Interesting stories, yeah. yeah. Both of them have got really interesting stories yeah. that people are going to like. So. And for both of them, we've got to go on the road. So yes. it's going to be both in of brother, them aren't from yeah, here. In brother words, on the road. Where so. does Ricky Gervais live? <laughs> um, yeah. So obviously, um, Fraser and Nathan and Mr. Wilden and and Mark, you know, they've all made the effort. 
to come to our house which is amazing um mm. not only to do the podcast but also to come to our house is great but yeah um so now we're, we're sort of venturing further afield to go and have some guests from other areas as well um so yeah we're going to be on the road and what we'll do is sort of like vlog that slightly and put it into the podcast at the start so we can see us um getting out there yeah, if the car mm-hmm. breaks down or whatever it'll all be in you know I mean? yeah it'll be raw yeah cool okay so let's begin by just kind of a little um, catch up of, of where we're at in life. Mm-hmm. Good. So what's going oh, on? Oh yeah, there's loads good, loads probably started a new. Yeah, um, I've got a new job. New job, and yeah. Yeah, still. At, what um, is Greg's like? <laughs> uh, yeah, so still at Santander, mm-hmm. um, but I was previously working um, in the Leicester office, um, in the tax team. But I've now moved to the Milton Keynes office, um, back home, as I like to say to the team that I was working in a few years ago, but I've now got like a, um, a permanent role there, a um, bit mm-hmm. more responsibility, um, bit, bit of a better job as well. Um, so I'm, I'm technically working in Milton Keynes, but obviously at the moment um, it's working from home potentially forever. So mm. um, I'm still at home as it is at the minute. But, How do you feel uh, yeah, about job. that? What, what's your feelings on working from home? Because obviously my girlfriend Louise works from home and she actually really enjoys it. Yeah, like, big fan. The thought of going back makes mm-hmm. her feel a bit anxious and I think that's something that's shared across the board isn't yeah it? there was an article on BBC um, a couple of days ago about all the um, side businesses that are going to lose out by the fact that nobody's going to the offices anymore so for example in Milton Keynes pretty much everything that's in central Milton Keynes is just going to be hit by the fact there's no footfall from people who work in the office. it's just an office tab isn't yeah. it yeah um, and, the, and the, it was a suggestion that the government should be doing more to make people go back to make businesses bring people back into the office mm-hmm. and there was somebody who commented and it got loads of like upvotes and stuff because it literally perfectly described how everybody feels about it and um, it essentially said so since I've worked from home I've had two hours more a day because I've not been commuting I've been saving into the hundreds a month on commuting costs mm-hmm. I spend more time a day with my family in this case it was his wife and kids you were saying um, and my mental health is 10 times better than it was before yes it's really bad that these businesses are gonna fail potentially because of this um, but please tell me why I would ever go back mm. and that's so accurate yeah the start of lockdown we stayed open for a little bit and did delivery because we we're on delivery uber just eat blah 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 um then just wrapped it up completely for a few months and um yeah our restaurant opened on the 24th monday the 24th during the eat out to help out scheme <laughs> cheers rishi um Is it horrible? bit of an insight yeah vile my by wednesday night my arsehole was about a foot wide <laughs> um i don't know like it's a good scheme I completely get it. And people will be watching this saying, like, don't be ungrateful. It's business. It's getting people through the door. And I completely get that side of it. But, like, the overwhelming pressure on um, hospitality staff. Especially if you're going from, like, having been furloughed for so long. Exactly. Out of form. Yeah, it didn't help us that that was our first day back. Mm. Do you know what I mean? It was like, Jesus Christ. Yeah. But, again, we won't mention the numbers, obviously, because it's a a private business. But you Mm -hmm. you were telling me that you made the same amount of money on a Monday with supposedly what 40% capacity restaurant as mm-hmm. you would do on a busy Saturday in a non-COVID world. Exactly, yeah. yeah. And that's without a bar because usually you'd have five, six deep at the bar all night on a mm. Friday, Saturday, but you're not allowed that anymore. It's just, you know, tables and you book and you sit down and you don't move. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. it's crazy really, but it's the relentlessness of it is one thing. So like you're not just fully booked at from six onwards, like you would be on a Friday, Saturday, you're fully booked at 12 and then at mm. 2 and then at 4 and then at 6 so it's almost like 4 or 5 complete fully booked yeah. restaurants and you're not getting any after break. each other yeah so I did um, the we opened the doors at 12 and I was stood at the door hosting until half 10 and I literally didn't stop and that's not I mean for, for before anyone thinks anything that's not oh why aren't they giving them breaks it's not like that I I decide who goes on breaks yeah, and, stuff yeah, and, yeah. and all of my team got breaks um, but as a sacrifice for that do you know what I mean yeah. I didn't and that's part of my job and that's what that's what I get paid to do do you know what mm. I mean but it was yeah. hard and the, the only thing I'd, that I think about this help out to buy help out to buy out <laughs> help out to eat out is 
Eat it's up. the other way around. <laughs> this is how much. How about by eating out? This is how much it scarred <laughs> me. Um, like I know people who've had to FaceTime their grandma's funeral. Yeah. Over this. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And then I've got over four hundred people in uh, throughout the day. Yeah, you can't, in without you can't a have a wedding of more than stuff. thirty people. But Obviously, there's restrictions. Yeah. Um, and you know that the company have done brilliant to to keep the the staff safe and the guests safe. Um, but it does still make me think the logic the rules awful, are crazy, aren't they? Well, yeah. I, I went down Burton on Saturday night, first time <laughs> since um, before lockdown. Yeah, and uh, <clears> we <throat> went we went to the Prince of Brewers. Um, this is like people who are in people who are in Burton who know it. This is like biblical, isn't it? Prince of Brewers, unreal. Uh, so I was back in there for the first time. Can I just quickly tell my Prince of Brewers story from yeah. the past? So I went to the Prince of Brewers and then... Um, we just quickly clear where it is, in case you don't know where it is. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's opposite. It's um, next door to Spoon. Uh, it's like Lord a Burton's. shit house, Lord Burton's, isn't it? It's yeah. like, imagine that. Imagine <laughs> a B-Tech Weatherspoon. Um, yeah. And I went in there and I was... Um, I've had a bit of a skin condition, like a rare acne on the back of my neck, haven't I, for a while? <laughs> <laughs> then the story's going, yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and so I have to have quite strong um, tablets. Roacatin, is that what it's called? Something uh, like that. I think he played Mr. Bean, didn't he? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so it's not as bad now, but back, back then, um, yeah. a few years ago, um, it was quite bad. And it meant that one of the symptoms is that it uh, dries your lips out really mm. bad. And I have to have Vaseline a lot. <laughs> yeah. Luckily, he was fully stocked up anyway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and um, and so, like, I had to apply Vaseline to my lips almost, like, hourly because they would bleed. They were that dry. They'd crack and bleed. It was really bad. Yeah. So Some of my family would back me up. At one point, it was really bad. Um, so I kept having to go upstairs at Prince of Brewers with my little bloody pot of Vaseline, like, getting it out of pocket and going into cubicles. and Because like, it was embarrassing. Yeah. Right? Next minute, three security guards like drag me down the stairs by my arms. We've seen you doing coke in the toilets, mate. <laughs> and I'm like, it's Vaseline! It's Vaseline! <laughs> right. It's like we're kneeling yeah. in between. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> my cock is cut! Yeah. Yeah. And they sat me down on the chair and they were like, we're getting the police, mate. And I was like, mate, please do. Like, because it's hilarious. Yeah. Like, I'm going to show you this little part of... Imagine how satisfying that would be, like, if they actually brought the police and you could... Yeah, so then they were like, right, we're going to go, wait there now with the security guard, we're going to go and review the cameras with the manager and stuff. They did it, and then eventually, like, kind of realised the, the mistake they've made. I'll put a picture up, I've got it here, with the security <laughs> holding my Vaseline the next week when I oh, went. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because, um, you know, like... <laughs> We found the funny side yeah, after yeah, that. Yeah. I kept going in like, mate, you got any Vaseline? You got any Vaseline, <laughs> mate? Like, uh, it was yeah, so funny. Yeah. But anyway, go on. No, but I got a bit of pseudocrem, mate. A bit of pseudocrem. <laughs> 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 uh, yeah, so I was in Prince of Brewers on a Saturday. <laughs> and um, <clears throat> like, classic in there. It's great, isn't it? But mm-hmm. like, again, we walked in, me and Kirby, cousin Kirby, shout out. And uh, just no social distancing, really. I don't want to slag him off. Um, mm. But if you're watching Prince of Brewer, whoever you are, um, I'm not slagging you off personally, but like they had like san- like hand sanitizer and stuff like that, but it really wasn't very well like enforced and stuff. People were sort of sitting with friends and like I saw mm-hmm. some friends in there that said hello to and stuff. Like it wasn't the best sort of social distancing. No. Um, and then we went to Association Beach. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, tell um, us a bit about that. Which I mean, again, not the greatest advert for it, but it was terrible. It was yeah, really we don't want cool. knock association because the last two weeks we've told you about a stabbing in there and now that it was... <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was yeah. Shit, um, yeah, we want to make sure we can get back in when we go next We're time. fans of association, oh, aren't yeah. we? Like, in general. Yeah, definitely. yeah. And if you want to do, like, a sponsorship or something, then I can sure I can cut this bit out. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, it was really bad, actually, to be honest. Um, so what it is, obviously, if you're a pub or a bar, you can open, can't you, at the moment, with mm-hmm. social distancing. But nightclubs are potentially going to be the last thing to open, aren't they? Yeah. So, association have done the right thing, in my opinion, which you probably would do if you own the business, which is basically turn it into a bar, right? Yeah. Um, what they've had to do for that is make it look a bit nicer because, obviously, association, most people, you don't go in there till 11 o'clock and you piss when you go in. Mm. So, decor isn't something that you're really taking any notice of. Um, so, as people would have seen on social media when they renovated it, the outdoor bit, which they now have turned into Association Beach, was a complete shit up, wasn't it? Like really, really bad. bad. Yeah. yeah. Um, so they've renovated it, and it's like uh, they've gone for, I'd say they've gone for like a Love Island style 
um, sort of sofas outside. That, that's that's obviously what they've gone for. I can I can imagine a mood board at the yeah, start yeah. of this where they've said, "Oh, let's turn into <clears> this," and it's definitely had like Chris and Kem on it and stuff. Yeah. Like that. I mean, like this is what it's going to be. Love Island, Snapchat. Yeah, that's like, sort of it's stuff. all like kind of pink. Yeah, something for the gram. Do you know I mean like it, there's, yeah. a, there's a bit where you can go and have your photo taken behind some like red red rope, and they've obviously thought, oh, people are going to love it up here. Yeah, uh, I know there's a lot of people out there who are going and having their photo taken and stuff there, mm-hmm. but um, it's like it's so much worse than you can see it that you see on social media and stuff. I'd actually suggest some people just go up there. This so is we the had problem. one drink and left. Yeah, we love a night out, don't we? But like at the minute, to me, it feels like a complete waste of money. Yeah. Well, then we, we went for, we went, we had one drink and then we left. you're pre-drinking, but to nothing, aren't you? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I think you know, when I've been out after lockdown, it's been to bars and stuff. Yeah. And then it's been loads better, like pubs and stuff. Mm. Um, so we left there and we went to Loco. Was it called the Locomotive? The Locomotive. Yeah, um, Locomotive in Burton. Was that the same? Like, that was down? very good. Very good. Because so, that is basically a pub, isn't it? Or a bar. Yeah. Um, so that was just like every other table or whatever. Every third table had been blocked off for keep a bit mm-hmm. of social distancing. Um, and uh, yeah, give your name, track and trace at the door. And then it was just like table service for your drinks. And it was sound. Like you, you, when you were sat having your drink, you felt like it was just a general sort of normal night out. Um, it was really good. I'd definitely go back there 100%. Like you're gonna get the blog opinion, going right? again yeah i am it's um it is in the in the pipeline it's just um for people who read it and stuff because i know it was really popular before you might think oh you've had so much time to do it like this must have been perfect or this it's not like that at all like mm. you can be busy and write a blog it's just like having the inspiration to do it and sit yeah. there and do it i it's think you should do one about like the process reopening. of reopening because obviously you reopened on Monday, but for like a week or so before that, you were off furlough and you personally were like massive stack of regulation or whatever. And yeah, you, you've got to open. that was like the most stressful two weeks. Yeah, I think people would be interested to hear about like how that works and the things yeah. you have to put in place and the, what the rules are and stuff. Do yeah. you know what I mean? What I might do is do a blog on that then. Um, the blog page is called knivesandthoughts.co.uk. I'll put it up on it. Yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah, I might do a blog on that then. And then after a couple of weeks of it being out, do a podcast on it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, because it was probably, it was the first time I've felt like real anxiety to the point where it like physically affected me as well. Really? I've never ever felt that before. Yeah. And now it's fine again. Like mm-hmm. it, so it must have just been that. It, preparing for it's worse than being in it, in it. Because you think about the worst all the time. Yeah. Do you know what yeah. I mean? So yeah, we'll do that. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Anyway, on to lighter uh, topics. Yep. We asked um, both last week and the week before about uh, topics that you guys want us to talk about. Mm-hmm. There we go. I've got them down here then. So I'll start with... Um, this one came in from Dom Hickman on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Um, Shout out, Dom. Yeah. Why did we start the podcast and who inspired us? Would you agree it was my idea? Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> so about maybe... A year ago, possibly even longer than that. Mm-hmm. I think it was probably around the time we were in Magaluf, like last summer, so it would be my birthday last summer. Um, we had, I'd said, oh, like, because we're both big podcast fans and we'll get onto that in the second part of the question. Yeah. Um, and we said, like, oh, what do you think about starting one up together with me and you? Um, so really, it was it was about probably eight or nine months in the making before we actually put the original yeah. one out. So in terms of inspired us, um, uh, True Geordie. Um, mm-hmm. Joe Rogan Joe is, Rogan uh, well I don't know he's my favourite would you say he's your favourite yeah well Joe Rogan's like the the god of podcasting isn't he and then he inspired True Geordie who probably inspired us so that's the um, that's the lineage circle isn't it? of life isn't it? <laughs> um, yeah so that that would be the sort of people that that inspired us really what's the best podcast you've listened to just Individual a what? single podcast yeah not a podcaster uh, like with a guest you mean mm-hmm. um well, the True Geordie ones, I like the ones where it's just him and like Lawrence and stuff, the early days. Uh, yeah. They're talking about their lives. But in terms of a guest that he's had on, um, he did one with Robbie Williams. Um, that was really And good. yeah, Robbie Williams invited them actually into his house. They actually went and filmed it in his house. Um, and that was amazing. That was so good. Um, such an interesting like life story and stuff he's got. So mm-hmm. yeah, that, that was a good one in terms of a guest. Next one was sent in by Bronwyn on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Is show jumping slash horse riding a real sport? Um, well, like equestrian. Uh, it's at the Olympics. Yeah, it's a question. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's at the Olympics, so yes, I would suggest. Um, if horse racing's a sport, then show jumping certainly is. I love show jumping at the Olympics, by the way, because the horses like 
They're proper dancing, aren't they? <laughs> proper dancing. They are. They're awesome, aren't they? Yeah. And what I do like about um, show jumping as well, similar to horse racing, is that like the horse is the star. Yes, the the is it a jockey? The, no, it's not a jockey. That's a good it? question. In show jumping, are they a jockey? I think they're just called like, equestrian or equestrians or something. Okay. Like that. So uh, like Charlotte Dujardin, she's one, isn't she? Not a clue. Yeah, uh, <laughs> she won a gold medal at the um, London Olympics. Um, but yeah, so they obviously win the gold medals and stuff because mm-hmm. that's its ability to be able to do that. But also the horses are like really famous. So they've they've got like the, a name and their own like Wikipedias and stuff. Really? Yeah, yeah, which is great. And that, that's one thing I like about horse racing as well is that the horses themselves are sort of worshipped. But yeah, is it a sport? If it's at the Olympics... I would say yes. And it definitely takes like discipline, sport. You know, you've got to be pretty fit, haven't you? To oh yeah, yeah. One good thing about it actually is that um, there's no like no real age limit, is there? You know, like other sports at the Olympics, most of them follow the similar like where you really you would peak in your sort of mid twenties to your mid thirties. Um, I'm pretty sure, like one of the British guys, something Skelton, I think his name was at the Olympics. I think he was like, in his fifties. Really? Yeah, like there's no age limit for it, is there really? Which no. I think is good. But yeah, I think it's a sport. Nice. Um, Brad, as in Bradley Wayne, shout out Bradley Wayne shout for all Brad. your support mm-hmm. on the podcast. Yeah, he's he managed to uh, win himself a, a free hoodie. hoodie and yeah, a so hoodies and t-shirts. Let's talk about that. So um, eventually, we are going to get some uh, in brother words hoodies and t-shirts made. Yeah, little update from yesterday. Um, I actually spoke to the lady from the company, mm-hmm. and they're sending us. A mug and a t-shirt prototype ahead mm-hmm. of you know what I mean like just to check that we're happy with them and then oh, they're cool. on the way yeah yeah so once we've got them um, <coughs> and we've got some ordered and stuff then we'll do some competitions and things like that to give some away and then also like people might be available for people to buy yeah. stuff which would be nice to support the shift company. like 500 of them and then just wrap all this <laughs> <laughs> yeah um. uh, yeah so Brad um, the He's been a bit of an advocate for the podcast and he's like he's yeah, a man time. on the ground getting people to subscribe with his friends and stuff, which is great. Mm. Uh, and he's earned himself a free hoodie when they finally come along. So Legend. Bradley asked uh, what we think the future will be like and then he put flying cars, etc. Cool. Um, yeah, so what do you think to like fully autonomous cars? I mean, like Tesla is... Well, Teslas drive themselves, don't they? Yeah, like that. I'm a big fan. I've sat mm-hmm. in one... Um, Elon, Elon Musk, for people who... He's um, from the future, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> but it, for some reason, I've gone off it like, a lot. Yeah. And it's made me like just be a bit... Mm, with the whole Tesla thing. It shows you how important like someone's Here's image is to the brand. Yeah. So, for example, Eddie Hearn, of those who know boxing, is like the brand of matchroom boxing. Yeah, and because legend. you love him, you love the sport, and it actually makes you want to buy it and mm-hmm. tune in and stuff. Elon Musk just comes across as a bit of a prat to me now. But yeah. anyway, going back to the question, yeah, autonomous cars, I think will definitely be a thing. Mm-hmm. I think we'll all have them. And um, there will be a crossover where some people don't have them. And, you know, people who can afford it will, but then eventually it'll all... So so when cars first came, there were still people who had horses yeah, on the yeah, road yeah. at the same time. And there was like loads of horse deaths. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean, it's just a natural crossover, isn't it? Um, I think... I almost AI. ran over an horse once. Did you? Yeah. Why? So, oh, <laughs> I had butted an horse once. Um, <laughs> I had butted a horse once. Hit me you, can't, just, you can't run over a horse. Yeah, and then he almost ran over me. I was going to say, I was gonna yeah. say, let me know, because I think I would have. Let me know if you think I'd have died in this situation, right? So I'm driving back from work. Um, it would have been like January time, so it was like dark. So I left work about half five or something, and it was already dark, right? Driving down like a country lane, like mm-hmm. near Leicester. And, like, I have my lights on and stuff. But, basically, I'm just driving down the country lane. And then, right next to my window. So, I'm here. The window's there. And there, mm-hmm. like, three massive, like, horses sprinted past me. And he, to the point where I could hear the, <laughs> of their of the nose as he came past the window. And I looked and there was, like, 50 horses that had been, like, wild horses in the words of Susan Crazy Royal. horses! <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, they'd like got out of this field and they were just sprinting no way. down the road. That farmer or owner or whatever yeah. is just yeah, losing shit. As I got, one. it was like a mile away. The bloke like that. Phantom! <laughs> 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 Literally, the bloke like this and the woman was crying 
There was a car crash. There'd been a car crash, like a minor car crash, thankfully, yeah. which had obviously been caused by this. But yeah, like horsepower. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't have known that I'd hit the horse until it was already through me. Like, yeah, I didn't see the horse until it had gone past me. That must have been amazing to see, though. Well, fifty horses, or whatever it was. Are you over exaggerating with fifty horses? No, honestly, there must have been. No, there was definitely at least forty-nine. No, there was enough that he couldn't tell how many there were. There were like loads yeah. together. Do you know what I mean? Mm. But there were the front load that ran past me was three or four, like mm. proper, real big horses. Do you know what I mean? Um, let me know. I think I'd have died, particularly yeah. in my old crap car. Bromwin, let us know. Yeah, yeah. As soon as she's had the equation. Yeah, because they were they were going like if I was going thirty, they were going. 15, 20 mile an hour probably. I don't know how fast the horse mm. run, but like r- relatively quick as well. Yeah. Um, and the big things, aren't they? Um, so yeah, I almost ran into a horse, but how do we get into that? I don't know. Um, <laughs> oh, what about... Um, artificial intelligence will definitely be a massive yeah, thing. Yeah, was, it was cars we were about. So yeah, like I say, in terms of the crossover, I think that in our lifetime, it might get to the point where it's majority electric cars, maybe even majority aut- mm-hmm. autonomous cars in our lifetime. Yeah. But in 100, 200 years, if personal use cars were even a thing by then i think it would be everybody in the whole world would have an autonomous car and like you're driving license and everything you're driving test would be completely different because it'd yeah. be like the things would just drive themselves so you just got to know the safety issues and stuff it'd be loads easier to learn to drive yeah i think definitely at some point i don't think in our lifetime but yeah. um they're going to need to use all the land possible um for like housing and stuff as the population keeps going so and they've got this thousands of, of feet in the air they're definitely going to um utilize that aren't they so Mm. yeah so like i imagine kind of like pods that you get in and they just you know they just fly around and you don't control them though they're all autonomous yeah that's the whole thing with the cars thing isn't it like because all the cars would be linked um you know through ai Mm -hmm. um you can get to places so much quicker because they know for certain you're not going to collide yeah. with someone else because you know, they could all be flying like 100 miles an hour because they know the that they're timed perfectly yeah, so yeah, that yeah. they just cross seamlessly mm-hmm. and that'll be yeah. great. I think um, like retina stuff will be really in, in our lifetime. Yeah. So like payments. The, yeah, like Neuralink. What do you think to the Neuralink thing? You know, that's the next thing that like Elon Musk's working on. Um, they've already done it on a pig and stuff now. But essentially it's like a little chip that will go into the back of your head you actually have to have an operation to like cut your skull open, put it in and it'll be like a direct link between. So like now, like this is, you sort of already like a cyborg, aren't you? So like that is like part of my life, basically like this technology. Tinder. So the next, <laughs> yeah. So the next <laughs> thing is to go from me, rather than me holding it physically, just this be in my head. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And I think yeah. that, that there's definitely a lot future. of that already. And they're like, um, it's weird that Elon Musk said it, but like there won't there won't actually be in maybe hundreds of years time there won't actually be any need to speak, yeah, v- verbally speak, yeah, because it, they're already got it, aren't they? Where you can like think things and it types it, yeah. kind of thing. But what about even just texting? Yeah, if I, if I sat here, and I could text you what I think, and that that sounds like a basic thing, but that's like imagine going back three hundred years and telling somebody you could do that, mm. and that's only in three hundred years. Imagine yeah. another three hundred years, like. You got you go from computers to personal computers to iPads mm. to this that I can carry around with me, and then what's the next step from that? Something you strap it on your hand, so people have Apple watches. So that all of a sudden you don't even yeah. have to hold it anymore. So then what's the next logical thing? I think. Um, Do you know what I mean? Yeah, and I, and I always say this um, in our time. I think it will be like because you know Amazon have these supermarkets now where like you just put things in your trolley and leave, mm-hmm. and it tells you that there's no checkouts. And it just, it knows from sensors or whatever else what you put in your basket and what you leave with. And then Mm -hmm. that just automatically gets taken off your Mm -hmm. debit card or whatever. Mm -hmm. I think that's how life will be for everything. So I don't think you'll physically have to queue anymore. I don't think, I think that you'll get on a train, get off it at another station and just get on with your life. And that will charge you just automatically on the distance that you've Mm travelled. Yeah, that's that's a good just a really quick topic like things that are a bit like janky um now What's that? janky means just like a bit like why nah yeah like <laughs> yeah like one of them. <laughs> yeah you sit there and you think it's 2020 what's going on yeah for me it's how big games consoles are i think it, they're, they they're huge yeah even the newest playstations are physically or like yeah yeah popularity yeah no, no physical, like yeah. physically and like i bought red dead redemption 2 
and yeah, it's a good game and it's a big game and whatever, a lot of content. But I had to, you have to stick it in your console for an hour for it to download days. before you play mm. on it. And I'm thinking, we're in 2020 for God's sake. Yeah. I mean, what's going on? Yeah. Same as like queues in shops, really. Sometimes I do stand there in a the supermarket and I think, what? Why? Why yeah. are we doing this? Yeah. Why, why has this not been fixed yet? Yeah. Yeah. I, I know what you mean. But one, I think there's one positive, really, that's one of the big positives that's come out of the lockdown is that it's probably accelerated the move towards certain things. So, like, the older generation are the only reason why cash exists anymore, for example. And mm-hmm. um, one of the big things in lockdown is a lot of places now don't take cash. It has to be card or contactless. Or whatever, yeah. Which is was going to happen anyway in the next 10 or 15 years. But that's bad, bad for drug dealers, though. Oh, yeah. Big time. So, yeah. Um, so that's, like, probably accelerated that. Um, like, the high street becoming pretty much non-existent mm-hmm. again that's coming but it probably accelerated that as well there's like a few things that this has probably brought things 10 years closer do you know what I mean? this christmas will be interesting to see definitely like the amount of online shopping is going to be record highs mm-hmm. isn't it no one's going to go shopping centers and do their shopping yeah. this christmas with so, the covid and stuff. yeah <laughs> the rona but even like with like um so it's like obviously gig economy things like uber and deliveroo etc like well you're, you're interesting because you work in the restaurant industry like you can see. I could see a situation where there's no such thing as a shop, like you just Same, yeah. it's all online. Mm-hmm. Could you see a situation where there's no such thing as a restaurant there? Or yeah, you, or, yeah. or I could see it's like mainly online, but then a smaller restaurant space for like special occasions and mm. stuff. I really because I'm like passionate about the industry and stuff. I really um, dislike the like ordering on apps thing. Yeah, I think Weatherspoons is fine because it's like a bit naff anyway. Yeah. Yeah. But like. Places like us or, um, you know, places like Turtle Bay and stuff where you go for a bit more of an experience. The thought of ordering on your app there really upsets no. me. Yeah, um, no, I agree. So I hope that that will just be a temporary kind of... Yeah, COVID. I agree. I think that um, no matter how much the world changes and most of these big technolo- technological like changes, things like you know, Neuralink or contactless, etc., like what they're designed to do is to make what you were going to do anyway really quick and easy to do right but for like mundane things for like paying for stuff taxes like to make everything mundane really quick and easy is great like i'm I'm all for as much technology in that area as possible Mm. but one thing you'll never be able to take out of like humans is the desire to like spend time with people and stuff and like and to have personal interaction Mm. so i could see a world where we pretty much optimize everything that's mundane to the point where like you say you don't even have to pay you don't have to get anything out of your pocket to pay for stuff you don't even need to leave your house to get stuff mm. but people will always want to go to the football or the, a restaurant or a night out like yeah. that's a human instinct that's going to be there for, yeah, for years people, um, people aren't like missing um sitting in a stadium and watching football like that that's not a hundred percent of the pie is it that's part of it the main thing you miss is meeting up with your family and friends at the pub before mm-hmm. and sitting and having a pie yeah. and the fact that the game's an excuse to like see people yeah like, it is isn't it obviously our family um like our extended family with our cousins um you know there's probably what 10 15 of them that go every week to derby and have done for years like a decade mm-hmm. maybe and that's it's amazing like what else would give you the excuse to do that every week do you know yeah. what I mean? um but yes, I think there's certainly, there's always going to be live events. There's always going to be restaurants and, and things of that, which is which is nice because um, I think that's a real human need, isn't it, to do that? Mm, definitely. Yeah. Good question, brothers. Um, Tom Kerry. Shout out, Tom Shout Kerry. Out Tom. Absolute ledge. Yep. Um, best festival slash gigs that we've been to? I'd say Muse Manchester. Oh, yeah, um, we went to Manchester it, to watch for, me. Not just because um, I introduced Rob to Muse Live for the first time. But we discovered nothing but thieves there, mm-hmm. who then went on to be well one, one of, of our favourite bands. bands, definitely. Yeah, and we went to see them and everything. They were. Yeah, um, we went now. With, so our godfather, um, Sid Pantle, Sydney Snake Hips. Um, so he's our dad's friend um, from from years back. Yeah, and uh, he is like mega mega music fan, and a huge music fan. Mm-hmm. Um, over a hundred gigs a year. Like he loves it, doesn't he? Yeah, he loves it. Um, so yeah, we went with him and our cousin Jordan, who we were both good friends with. Uh, yeah, that was a great gig, wasn't it? Really good. Um, what else have we been to? I'd say favourite festival. Um, I don't actually go to many festivals, to be honest. We go to Sausage Insider. Yeah. Oh, yes, I forgot we about that. We go to Sausage Insider every year, um, which is a James Dean event. Go and check that out. 
Uh, we're really trying to get James Dean on the podcast, yeah. aren't we? Jimmy Dean. Yeah. Just, if you know him, please tell him because I'm, I'm fed <laughs> up. I'm borderline pestering him now. But it's not illegal to be in people's bins and that, is it? <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, so that's really good. Um, I went to Reading one year. But again, that was only because Muse were headlining. I only went for the day because mm-hmm. I don't like camping. I saw Muse. I saw Elbow. I saw... Uh, oh, so there's a funny one. So it was in the crowd, quite near the front. This was about 3 p.m. We were slowly just throughout the day trying to get closer and closer to the front for when Muse came on, right? And they were like, um, so next up, guys, we've got Enter Shikari. And I was like, on the phone, like, never heard of him. Is he the only player to Liverpool? <laughs> uh, I was like, yeah, okay, I've never really heard of him. <laughs> yeah, didn't realise at that point, for those that know who they are, like really heavy, like dubstep slash heavy rock yeah. like screamo <laughs> at times <laughs> no, it's so then they came on everyone moved forward by about 30 40 yards right and there was like two mosh pits so like one the right of me one the left and i was like the wall separating two i got hit like in the face and everything like what well, mm. I, I can't remember if it was me or jordan drew blood like second time he saw elbow that day <laughs> Yay. Um, and I was just like <laughs> what on earth like honestly yeah. it was really violent that's really not my kids like, crying scene, like they were passing kids over the barriers to security to let them out because they were like getting crushed at the front <laughs> and stuff <laughs> so yeah it was awful really but yeah really good day um, and another um, about you were saying about Sid Godfather absolute legend um, there was a girl coming round obviously off her head everyone's off the head aren't they at a festival she had like neon paint and stuff and she was putting neon paint on her lips mm. and then kissing people on the cheek to like give you like a do you know what I mean? Yeah. And got did, it, time for did that, it to Jordan, did it to me, and then she, as she walked off, Sid went, Hey, what about dad? <laughs> <laughs> did she do it to you? Yeah, he did. Oh, yeah, she that. did. Sid's yeah. not a dad, but what an absolute <laughs> he was that day. Yeah. yeah. Um in, we went to Dublin um last year or the year before. Mm-hmm. That was a really good gig, wasn't it? We we yeah. went to Dublin um to go and see Noel Gallagher. Um, and he was supported by Blossoms and a couple of other bands as well. Yeah. Um, but again, that, similar to when we went to see Muse and then we, f- we found a love for Nothing But Thieves. Since we went to that gig, Blossoms are probably the band I've listened to the most since then. Um, yeah. So, yeah, the only thing about that was it was at Malahide Castle in Dublin. Amazing, like, nice outdoor venue. But it absolutely threw it down all day. Then I'll put a photo in of us. Like, it looked like drowned rats at me all day. Yeah. Um, but... Great holiday, great bunch of lads, um, Jim and Damo, etc. So, um, Gambo. Uh, yeah, so that was a great gig as well. Um, Harrison Streeter via Instagram. Um, sports, Harrison. Yeah, sports events that like mean something to us or that we've been to. Yeah. I'll top it off. AJ Klitschko was definitely yeah. Everest, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, we mentioned that on the Fraser podcast that we went to, we went to watch that. Um, just a great day. We went with uh, Pat, like our granddad Pat. We had... Um, like fully suited up we've had a few drinks yeah a few drinks before um in the bars outside um my suit's rascal for that day but yeah it was wasn't it yeah yeah um and uh yeah interesting choice of drink inside the venue for me um so (laughs) a lot of people might know not know this but um i'm just one of them classic like like millennial sad boys i can't drink basic bitches uh, i can't drink carlin basically or or lager or whatever um so I usually go for something like again, this is classic, like a darkie or something like that. Um, but obviously in in Wembley they had um, beer essentially, or well, that was it, or they had like um, Smirnoff Ice. <laughs> so I was like, oh okay. The um, options were beer, r- r- uh, red wine, or Smirnoff yeah, Ice. Yeah. So I asked for four pints of Smirnoff Ice, <laughs> <laughs> and he was like, took a mortgage out yeah, for it. He was like, so they, oh, so they only come in like I think it was like two seven five or three hundred mil bottles. And I was like, yeah. I was like, just, 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 just get four pint glasses, plastic pint glasses. And use and as just, many as you need. Yeah, use as many as you need. That's fine. It was into yeah. the 30 quid as well. Yeah, it was it? 38 quid, I think it was. 37 quid. For four pints of... Mm, <laughs> four pints of Smirnoff Ice. That's um, mental. And I drank three and a half of them, just as AJ um, knocked Klitschko down for like yeah. when he was at the win. Um, and then the, the rest of it just went up in the in the uproar. Oh, no, Obviously, we were, we were at Wembley when Derby yeah, got promoted in 2007. That? Yeah. that was amazing. Yeah, that was really good. Uh, so we would have been like, what, 11 and 12, 11 and 13, something like yeah. that age. And then unfortunately, we went to 
Wembley last year when we lost to mm. Villa. Yeah, I've seen them lose there twice. Good picture, actually, outside Sainsbury's local. So there's a Sainsbury's <laughs> local outside Wembley yeah. for pre-drinks. Obviously, thousands of people in there. And the way they did it was like, the second you walk through the door, you joined a queue. So it was like a snake system mm. through all the aisles, wasn't it? Oh, yeah. And you just picked up what you wanted on the way through and then took it to the till. So mainly everyone waited till the booze, didn't they? Mm. But because the queue was so long and it was just so mayhem in there, wasn't it? People were just getting things off the shelves, eating them just on the way around, yeah. and then just leaving the empty yeah, pockets it everywhere. Was savage, it was it? it was not it was a I think <laughs> I'm not proud of this. because um, I need I um thought right we're, we're out all day it's like hot and sweaty it was a hot day <laughs> oh, yeah, oh so i got some deodorant didn't i and like put just a squirt yeah. on and then put it back yeah, on the and thing. it was a roll-on so. it was a roll-on no <laughs> don't you it was a roll-on yeah. yeah and that's awful really to think about because someone probably bought that yeah oh it? i was there for liverpool barcelona oh yeah so liverpool yeah, yeah. coming back from three nil down yeah. and one four nil that was the only night i was in the cop end that was the only night that I've ever said competes with AJ yeah. Klitschko. Go on, take a clear Yeah, that, yeah. <laughs> that one, yeah. Um, Honestly, <laughs> unbelievable. Just ridiculous. Yeah. Um, what about ones you, have, you didn't go to? Like, just... <laughs> How long have we got? No. Like every sporting event we've not no. been to. So, uh, the, I was at uni and I was, like, massively in my overdraft. Um, I was having the conversation uh, the other day about um, gambling addiction and gambling problems within young men in this country I think it's not spoken about enough mm-hmm. um, and I bet you were telling her it isn't <laughs> uh, but for me personally I used to gamble a little bit when I was at uni not a lot it wasn't like a problem I had but like a bit and weirdly I gambled more when I didn't have any money than I do I haven't had a bet yeah. now for years when mm-hmm. I've got my own money um, but in those days it was a case of like I have this amount of money to live on at uni so for me to be able to do anything big so go on a holiday like afford nice Christmas things or whatever mm-hmm. I had to like basically win big at things yeah so cast your mind back to November 2015 Tyson Fury against Klitschko um, mm-hmm. if you remember at the time he was massively written off as he wasn't going to win and I was completely adamant he was going to win like completely believed in him yeah and I didn't have the money at the time so I'm not particularly proud of this but I put £100 on him to win against Klitschko mm. at four and a half to one Nice. Um, and then watched that fight on a live stream. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and my girlfriend at the time, I was in a in a bedroom. She was up doing like work, working late, and I was just like sat in the bed watching it. Mm-hmm. And uh, did you know you had the bet on? Uh, no, because yeah. I didn't want to like uh-huh. tell her about it. I was gonna, I told her when I won, obviously. <laughs> yeah. Then uh, he won. Um, amazing. Like, yeah, I was happy for him anyway, just as a fan of it. Yeah. Um, and I, I was crying my eyes out because I won, so yeah, return 550 quid, mm-hmm. um, which was massive for me. It's huge. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, I was so happy for him. And then you, you, that was like him winning the world title for the first time. He sung in the ring to his wife, Paris, at the mm-hmm. end. And I just sat there like bawling my eyes out. Um, <laughs> you dosser. Yeah. So he's, he's gone away to, you know, it's a football stadium in Germany. Klitschko is the favourite and he's just beat him all over the place. And that was very, very high on my like great sporting memories even though it wasn't actually them yeah so um matt dilks shout out matt dilks cousin matt dilks um he wants to see robbie do a round of would you rather um so we're gonna we're gonna set this up as cruise marry shag so (laughs) go on a cruise with one marry one and do the dance with no pants with the other okay jessica ennis yeah stacy dooley and Whitney from EastEnders. <laughs> um, I think again, I'm going to do. It's a toughie between um, Do you shag them on the cruise? No. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, so it's a year-long cruise around the world, but you don't have to like right. sleep with them and stuff. It's like you just got to spend every day with them, basically. Yeah. Or, and then one is like just a one night job. Yeah. And then the other one is obviously marry him for years and stuff. One so, minute job for years. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's a no brainer on the marrying. Go on then. Stacey Dooley, 100%. Okay. Um, I love Stacey Dooley. And she's such a lovely person. She's got a nice dog as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm well up for that, definitely. Yeah. Um, massive fan of Jess Ennis. And she's an ambassador for Santander as well. So we've got lots to talk about. So the biggie is deciding between her and Whitney off. 
EastEnders. I think I'd have to go on a cruise with Jess Ennis. Mm-hmm. Just because, like I say, all the stories. Things we could talk about. She seems lovely. Um, we could, she could probably get me into some sort of shape. I mean, like, she does fitness routine and stuff like um, like a PT, sort of mm-hmm. a year-long PT um, cruise with Jess Ennis. I think that yeah. sounds good. Um, and then I could have a right good go on Whitney from EastEnders. Yeah, okay. <laughs> and the last one, um, Rachel Riley. Yeah. Gabby Logan <laughs> and Fiona Bruce. Okay. Again, I think it's a no-brainer on the marry. Rachel Riley, I think. I really dislike Rachel Riley. Do you? Yeah. I think she's a gobshite. Okay. But, yeah. Okay. Go for a... Marry um, Again, mathematician. Um, great horse. <laughs> um, yeah, so... Would love to give her a right good consonant vowel, <laughs> consonant, consonant. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So probably marry her. Yeah. Um, and then, was it Gabby Logan or... Gabby Logan and Fiona Bruce. I think I'd go on a cruise with Gabby Logan. Okay. Um, again, probably got some quite interesting stories. Um, again, maybe help me out sport-wise. Um, she's been around the sport, BBC Sport World for a while, so I bet she's got some good st- stories about like Shearer and stuff like that. And take Fiona um, on an antiques chojo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, Fiona Bruce. I think there's a lot of people out there of all generations that would um, definitely like to have a go on that. So, yeah. Uh, and then finally, <laughs> um, Olivia Taylor via Instagram. Mm-hmm. Um, have we got any embarrassing stories? Quite broad. <laughs> sure, you've got a few. Have you got any yeah, um, got dating related ones? Yeah. Well, I've got a date. I've got a good dating story, but it's not. I don't know if it's embarrassing. It's just like a weird date I went on. Go on then. Um, so, I met this um, this girl on the dating app Hinge. So, if you've not used Hinge, go and check it out. Very good. Um, it's a bit like Tinder, but like you can put a bit more information about yourself on there. Yeah. Um, so put all your convictions on. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so I met a, a girl on there, and uh, she was for, for context. She was like from the Philippines, right? Mm-hmm. But not like she wasn't from the Philippines. Recently, she'd like come over to this country when she was like five or something. Mm-hmm. So she looked. She came like over here Filipina. when she was five. Yeah. She came over here, she was fast. She looked like Filipino, but she spoke like perfect English and stuff. So she'd only been in the UK seven years when you dated her. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so um, we, went, we went on a date in London, um, which was potentially a, a funny story because she, she like stood me up because um, she went to the wrong crazy golf place. Oh, no. <laughs> she, he, um, she like rang me and she says, oh, I'm here, I'm underneath the stairs. I was like, there ain't any stairs. Or Harry Potter. <laughs> no, there weren't any stairs where I was. Oh. She went, I'm, I'm come and find me underneath the stairs. And I was like, you're definitely in the wrong place. Oh, no. And uh, this was Swingers Crazy Golf in, in London. Where oh, we there was more than one. Yeah. And there was, I was in the one in Oxford Circus. And the, the other one is underneath the Gherkin. Um, so that's about like 40 minutes travel time away. Um, so she'd gone to the wrong I one. test Gherkin. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say lateness on like... Oh, yeah. Events. Well, imagine me. So, like, so yeah. Swingers Crazy Golf is, like, um, it's, a, it's a big place for, like, dating. So, personally, I'm happy to say it. That, that's my go-to date. Yeah. Like, if I'm taking you to play Crazy Golf, then... You're looking for a hole-in-one <laughs> in a bit. <laughs> yeah, exactly, yeah. Um, so, <laughs> I then had to go and sit in Swingers, full of couples on dates. Like, I look like I've been stood up. People are looking at you thinking, oh, yeah. oh, oh bless, bless him. him. Yeah. Um, so I had, I think I had like three double vodka lemonades, just sat on my own. Mm-hmm. Eventually she turned up and uh, we got on and stuff. And that was like, on, I think that was on the Wednesday. Um, so at the risk of sounding like a Craig David song, mm-hmm. I'd met her on Monday. Just stopped speaking to her on Tuesday. Went to play crazy golf on Wednesday. Yeah. <laughs> and um, and then on Saturday, I went, I got, she invited me to go to Cambridge, right? Which is where she lived. Yeah. <laughs> so we went on this day out in Cambridge. And um, I don't, again, I don't want to get like too detailed, but the plan was for me to stay over, right? Yeah. That's a story. Yeah. Um, and uh, so 
it was it was warmer. The day was warmer than I'd anticipated it was. Right, it was a really hot day. It was like touching thirty degrees day mm-hmm. last summer, and um, so we basically just walked around Cambridge. It was good because I'd never been there before. So we got to like go and look at one of the colleges and mm-hmm. we just walked around the place. We went to this like park thing and like went near this like sort of like little brook water thing. It was really nice. We mm-hmm. just like mooching about, like talking and stuff, and then. Uh, but I was just really sweaty. Like we both were, to be fair. It was just like so hot. But I'd only brought enough clothes to like for like the next day. Right? Yeah. So she, she was like, "Oh, let's go back to mine, get changed, and have a shower and stuff, and then we can go out again later." That was the plan. Um, didn't work out like that. So we got back to hers, and I was like, "So I need to tell you about where she lived." So she lived in student accommodation. So she was a student. Uh, Cambridge Uni, but not Cambridge Uni, like the shit that one, but I don't know what it's called. Yeah. Um, Angular, it's not Angular. <laughs> it was Angela Ruskin, or something like that. Into yeah. it. Uh, I don't know what it's called, but um, I need to Google this because I need to get the story properly. Yeah, I was right. Anglia Ruskin. I don't mm-hmm. know who she is. I think she's in the Shadow Cabinet. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so she was a uni there. I think she was a nursing student or something. Mm-hmm. She lived in like a six or seven bed house student house because it was the summer all the other six beds had been airbnb'd out like rented out individually yeah. the bedrooms right so never been to this house before in my whole life right walked in complete shithole like i've i've lived in three different student houses so i can't say any much myself mm. but like it was terrible you know like when you've been to our house sometimes at uni and it was yeah crap right yeah so she was like oh, i have a shower and then we'll get changed and stuff and go out. So I had a shower and honestly, it was the worst shower I've ever had in my whole life. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, really like filthy, disgusting bathrooms. Like imagine the worst yeah. possible one you can. Like there was you like a- You dirtier on the way out, don't yeah, you? Yeah, there was a like a towel, um, like a floor mat put out. If we ever do a Room 101 part two. <laughs> Remind you to put that in. You know, like when people have like rubber mats <laughs> in their shower to stop them slipping and that. <laughs> Grow up. That's disgusting. Like, this Go was like a, um, a bath towel to stand on, mm-hmm. but it was like drenched wet. It was like grim. Yeah. And everything was all mouldy in there as well. So I had a quick like shower in there, went back into her room. And then I was like, I haven't got any clothes like to wear because I've only got the clothes from mm-hmm. like what I'm going to wear tomorrow. And she was like, oh, it's all right. You can borrow one of my brother's T-shirts. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. I've got one of my brother's T-shirts here. And I thought, oh, blinder, that's dream. Turns out her brother is like small. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Um, no, I think she was, so she was like. How old, tw- how old was he? <laughs> she was 20 and he was younger. But also like, like I say, she was Filipino. So so was he. And like there, he was small, <laughs> right? Yeah. I didn't know this until she gave me the t-shirt. Right? Yeah. So she gave me a t-shirt. <laughs> it was so tight. It was like it was really like really funny. Like it was a Spider-Man t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not 100 percent sure. I think he might have been maybe 15, something like that. But also small. So I was stood there in my pants. And then the tightest Spider-Man t-shirt you could possibly imagine. <laughs> like really tight. Um, and then she was like, oh, should we, just, should we watch a film? Mm-hmm. So we watched, um, uh, people might have seen this, might or not. It was a Bollywood film. <laughs> God. <laughs> Three hours long. <laughs> Why? Did you choose it? Yeah. And oh, it was called, no. um, let me check it. I think it was called, I think it was called Three Idiots, right? Mm-hmm. Um, again, if you haven't seen the film, check it out. Um it's got 100% on Rotten Tomatoes. It won loads of awards. It's, really? like, it's, it's a huge, huge film like, in India. Okay. Really good film as well because it's about these three guys who like, they meet at university and it, it tackles issues like um, pressure on students from their parents in India and like people commit suicide in it. And it's like, it's, it's a really funny, really funny film. But it, all the topics that it touches are like really yeah. like, meaningful and stuff. But you only managed to watch like half of that and then I never saw her again after this. So, like, I never got to watch the second half of it. All right. <laughs> so, okay. um, there was a guy I used to work with in, uh, in Leicester. And I told him this story. And he'd seen the film. So, he, like, told me the second half of the film <laughs> while we were at work. <laughs> um, yeah, so we watched that film. And then we watched um, 
or a bit of it. We watched The Purge. Have you seen The Purge? Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I've not seen it. I know what it is. Yeah, so I was laying in bed in my pants, a brother's tight t-shirt, <laughs> watching The Purge, right? And then I was asking her, I was like, so who's it? Because people kept coming in and out of the house. Like, probably three or four different languages of people. Like, yeah. And I said, like, who was in, in the house? Like, and she said, I don't know. And she, I said, could you tell me now for an absolute fact, like, who is in this house? And she said, no. That's weird, isn't it? How weird is that? Mm. Like, there, there was like six bedrooms and they were all been individually Airbnb rented out to random people. So like, I went to the, like the kitchen to get something out of the fridge in this like tight t-shirt and pant combo mm. and there was like some random like Brazilian bloke there. Like, and I was like, you right, mate? And he was like, he didn't he speak English. And I thought, this is such a weird situation, isn't mm. it? Like, how unsafe is it really? Yeah. You know I mean? um, and then she said, oh, like we were in bed and she was like, um, oh, um, I'm a really good singer, she said. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I was like, oh yeah. Um, Usually, if girls say <laughs> they're a good singer, you know, she was. Not. To be fair. Really? Uh, yeah. Um, and uh, she said she liked Westlife, which everyone does, don't they? Westlife. Yeah. So um, instead of going out, we ended up ordering food in instead mm-hmm. um, from what like it was like a shit house KFC. Um, mm-hmm. So it was like so it was like boneless chicken pieces. I think I had mashed potato, boneless chicken pieces, sat on her bed eating. How weird is this date? Jesus <laughs> Christ, yeah. <laughs> and, um, I'd rather and, be single forever. Yeah, and then we, we were in bed and she was she sang um, all of Westlife's greatest hits back to back. So she put it on on her, like Spotify or something and then she like I was this late there and she was singing them to me. Eating KFC hour. chicken, singing Westlife. Watching Bollywood film in her brother's t-shirt. Flying without chicken wings. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, so that was... <laughs> there was a pun there. <laughs> uh, yeah, so that was um, one of many weird dates that I've been on. Mm. And uh, yeah, I didn't see her again. We'll have to do a whole podcast on uh, Robbie's <laughs> dating experience. Yeah. Uh, what, was the, what was the question? Embarrassing moments. Oh, yeah. I shat myself in Asda. <laughs> <laughs> I had a dodgy tummy. Um... I was working at DHL and like all day I hadn't eaten or anything because I was like, mm, you know, you're just not quite sure. Mm. Um, but then six o'clock came, six p.m. came. I finished work and I thought, I think I could hold something down. And I went for beans on toast. And um, I didn't have a car at the time, so I got a taxi to um, Swad Clock Garage. Yeah, yeah. There's a obviously Asda petrol station and a shop, so I went in there, got my basket. Got some milk. Love a glass of milk with beans on toast. Loaf of bread. <laughs> tin of beans. Some butter. And then suddenly, it was like thunder cracking. It was like, my stomach. And I was like, oh my Christ. That's bad. <laughs> like major stomach cramps. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So I dropped my basket <laughs> just there in the middle of the shop. And just as I was like running out of the shop, because mum only lived like around the corner, I only had to run down the street to get to the shop, uh, to get home. And <laughs> as the doors like slid open and I left, it just happened. Oh. Shut myself. <laughs> and that was the first time I've ever done it. First and last. I've never wet the bed. I've never wet myself. <laughs> I've never done, do you know what I mean? But I was ill, basically, in a bad way. So then I had to run with, um, <laughs> you know, Matalan black trousers full of dung <laughs> and by the time I got home it was like I don't want to be too graphic sorry if you're eating but like <laughs> it was on my shoelaces <laughs> <laughs> I remember just going in the bathroom standing in the bath and just like getting un- undressed I was ill I was shaking I was sweating I was poorly um, it looked like a and 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 like an incident at an Angel Delight factory in that bathroom, it was awful. Um, but then after that, surprisingly, I did have beans on toast. I felt all right afterwards. Yeah. <laughs> so that yeah, it's embarrassing because I'm telling you on the podcast, yeah, yeah. but um, obviously no one else knew about it, so mm. it wasn't there wasn't too much humiliation. Yeah, I've got a good story from when I was at uni. That's a bit embarrassing. So I was in first year. And usually in first year, like in the first few weeks, you only go out with your flat, really. Like, mm-hmm. just all your flatmates. But um, I'd been invited to go to a party, like, with the Sheffield Hallam lot. And I was going with uh, Brad Ambleton and Harry and people like that. Mm-hmm. So I was, like, getting ready in my flat to then go and meet those guys, right? Yeah. So nobody else in my flat was going out. It was just me. So I'd got ready, 
I, I had two carry bags with um, Copperberg, and then I think it was um, Boomers, you know, the Red Boomers, mm-hmm. right? So I'm ready to go. I go, I order a taxi, right, from City Taxis in Sheffield, and you get a text saying, like, your cab has arrived or whatever. And where we lived, the road, like, finished there, and our flat was, like, here. Mm-hmm. And it was, like, the driveway, I suppose, to the accommodation. But it was, like, a quite a steep hill, right? And um, it was really, really bad weather. Like, it had been snowing loads, really icy, really cold. It must have been, like, very early January, I think, mm-hmm. sort of time. So I get this text, your taxi's arrived. Like, it, it's at the end of this road, sort of thing. It was Red Lane, it was called, in Sheffield. And uh, so, right, see you guys, see you later, at the flat. Went down to the bit where the hill was, and anybody who watched the Hypnosis episode, those brown brogues that I had on in that, when I said that I had, like, fuck all grip yeah. on, I was wearing them, right? You've gone. I, I looked down the bottom of the hill, and I can see a few cars, like, parked up, like, waiting, mm-hmm. a couple of taxis, like, waiting for people. It did with the lights on, because it, it was dark, right? So I've gone down the hill to go to the taxi, and just completely stacked it, right? Both legs, whack that, smacked my head on the floor. <laughs> Both of the bo- like bags I was holding, carrier bags, they went like <laughs> fully over like this, right? So I've like fell over and gone out. And as it's come round, all the boomers have smashed. Oh, <laughs> so it's like <laughs> everywhere, right? So I was covered in snow, boomers, and I'd fell into some of the glass. So like my arm was like God. cut as well, right? And my watch had snapped. Jesus, they're just like yeah, yeah. So it's just completely like done. Yeah, my watch snapped. Right. So obviously I'm embarrassed because the taxi like driver's watching. Yeah. And I thought, oh, what am I going to do here? I would go back and get sorted, or just get to Brad's and deal with it there. Yeah. So what I did was, I picked up my watch, I think, and yeah. that was it. Just left the rest of it there because it was like a write-off. Yeah. <laughs> Took my shoes off. Right, because I couldn't get down the hill without taking my shoes. Yeah. So I had my shoes in one hand, <laughs> my broken watch in the other. I was covered in boomer's blood and like snow. Yeah. And I'd walked on my socks in the uh, in the snow to this car, opened the door, and there was a child's baby seat in the front of the, of the front door of this taxi. Right. Yeah. And the bloke was like. No, 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 no. Like the Chinese bloke, right? And he's going, no, yeah. no, 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 like that to me. And I was like, oh, it's all right, mate. It's just a bit of boomers. It'll dry up. And I moved the baby seat out of the thing and like sat in his car <laughs> with the baby seat on my knee. Yeah. With my shoes and a broken watch. Yeah. And he was going, no, 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 no. And I was like, no, it's all right, mate. Honestly, it'll dry. It'll dry. And, uh, and then he went, no, me no taxi. And it wasn't the taxi driver, it was a random bloke. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right, mate, it'll dry, yeah. it'll dry. That's yeah. hilarious. So he, and it wasn't the taxi man, it was just a, a guy. Just so a person. did your taxi not see it all along? No, the taxi must have been the car behind. But when I got <laughs> out of that situation, I thought, oh, okay, like, this is terrible. So this was, what, all in the space of two minutes of leaving yeah. the flat? So then I walked back up to the flat with, like, wet socks holding my shoes and a broken watch and my arm was bleeding. Oh, God. So that they've just waved me off and then I walked back in like that. It was, it was really embarrassing. Yeah. And then they, they like cleaned me up and I eventually did go out after. Yeah. Um, I was just a bit late. But yeah, that's a good story. Amazing. I just thought of um, just one really quick one. I was in um, Rolston. You know, you have like classic FIFA nights and house parties when mm-hmm. you're younger and that. And I was getting the bus from Rolston uh, to Swad. And there was me and an old woman stood at the bus stop. You know what? Like, you, they look at you as if you're going to punch them, don't they? Little old ladies yeah. and that. So I stayed my distance. And um, a bus came, and I was looking for an Arriva one. This Midlands Classic came, and uh, he went to like pull up, and I went like, like, that, like, <laughs> as it's driven off, I just did. I wanted that one, though. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I know. Yeah. Really? I felt awful. Yeah, I yeah. went completely red. I was like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. I forgot she was there. <laughs> what a selfish bloke. Yeah, I was yeah. just like, no, no, <laughs> I don't want it. <laughs> I've got to do this bloody forfeit then, haven't I? Oh, yeah. Uh, okay, yeah. So, I've just um, remembered it. Uh, like, yeah, my heart it's sank. A, it's a good job we did. Um, yeah, so in episode 10, Battle of the Brothers, um, if you haven't watched it yet, go and check it out. Uh, but spoiler alert, Tommy, Tommy lost. <laughs> and um, 
as part of losing, he has to do a forfeit. So we put it out to the, you guys for suggestions. And uh, one great suggestion, which we had a few times, was whatever it is, make sure he eats it out of Tupperware. Because uh, if we hark back to the Room 101 episode... Mm-hmm. I've got a borderline phobia of Tupperware. Yeah. And I really don't like it to the point where, like, if someone gives me something in Tupperware, I won't eat it. If someone gives me something in Tupperware, I won't eat it. Cold, mushy peas in Tupperware. Oh, my God, no. I so don't like hot, mushy peas. <laughs> this is a uh, Tupperware. This Tupperware pot has been in circulation in this house for around about a decade now. I, d- I use that for my <laughs> cooking in year, like, 10 and 11. Oh, so a lot more then, probably. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, so... If anybody's thinking, oh, that's not is fair. It it's a clean one. Yes, it is stained. And it's actually bean stained. <laughs> oh, which makes it better. Um, you use that for your beans in the yeah, fridge? I do. Yeah, I yeah. um, Oh, my God. Hold so it. So, I, put a, t- I oh, put a... Also, why have you used that much? That's a full tin. Yeah, but I'm not eating a whole tin. No, no. You can just eat, like, three mouthfuls. <laughs> yeah? So, I put a full tin of mushy peas in here. Um, and then I put it in the fridge for about an hour before Tommy came. <laughs> Just to make sure definitely not cold because we don't know eating lukewarm ones, do we? Um, so, yeah, so this is what you get when you try and challenge me to sporting. Oh game. my god, look at it on the lid. Um, so, yeah, uh, bon apple teeth. <laughs> um, I think three three heaped spoons, I'll I think, is fair. Uh, make sure we get a good shot of it. There you go. go on, show it to the camera what you've got. Look at that. Look at that. It's lovely. Um, look at the stained Tupperware. Yeah. Oh my Christ. <laughs> it stinks, doesn't it? Really bad. Put it near the mic when you uh, spoon it out because I think people want, are going to want to hear it squelch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. It's a uh, really nice veggie soup. <laughs> That's not a heaped one. <laughs> it's a cream. Oh my god, that's awful. That's even worse than I thought. <laughs> His eyes are watering. Right. Can't do anymore. Can't do anymore. It's just this one, and then one more spoon. Just swallow it. Yeah, like a full one. But like rubber car. <laughs> That's what you sounded like. <laughs> I can't. That's vile. That is absolutely vile. Thanks for that. It, it reminded me of a bush trucker trial. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> oh my god, that is disgusting. But there we go, guys. There it is. There's a forfeit. <laughs> Things we do for this know, shitty yeah. podcast. Uh, I hope you enjoyed that. <laughs> so thank you so much guys for watching please make sure you like the video subscribe to the channel um, and comment as well because your feedback really does mean a lot that I can still taste it it's still (laughs) there it's like clinging onto the back of my throat disgusting (laughs) oh my god it's vile isn't it Mm. thank you all so much I've been Tommy he's been Robbie you've been great see you later see you next week